Uh, all right, Barton, do you want to give it a go again, or do you want me to open it up? Uh, I'll do it. What's uh, what what team are we doing here again? Wisconsin. Okay, Wisconsin. All right. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. He is Tom Fernelli. I am Barton Simmons. And welcoming to the stand once again for the Hurry Up Hot Seat, Counselor Chip Patterson. We are talking the Wisconsin Badgers. A perennial favorite in the Big Ten West. But they got some competition. Chip, how do you see Wisconsin shaping up this season? What's your opening statement for the Badgers? This will be uh, a year where Jim Leonard's name will be mentioned as often as Paul Christ. You know, we've been doing a lot of coach conversation around this, but with uh, with with Jack Cohn already having showcased seventy uh, percent passing game manager role, the the real heartbeat of this team and of their Big Ten championship contention. I mean, it's going to be Isaiah Loudermilk. It's going to be Garrett Rand. Uh, it's going to be a, a group that is going to be deep in the secondary with a lot of bodies being able to get traded in and out. Uh, I just think that even for a defense that loses players like Chris Orr and Zach Bond, they are strong enough elsewhere. You know, Noah Burks is is back as another starter, but I think there's maybe three or four players that are also going to be uh, looking for reps at the second level of that 3-4 defense. This will be defined by Jim Leonard. Feels like we mentioned his name a lot, like as much as Paul Christ a couple years ago with the Badgers, and I think that we're going to get back to it. We didn't say it a whole lot last year, but I, I think that Wisconsin as um, the the dominant defensive force that is just going to squeeze the life out of you, I, I think that that really becomes the narrative around a team that's competing for the Big Ten title. You know, Chip, you'd be a good lawyer because – you're you're doing a great job of talking about the good things about your client, but you're you're not bothering to bring up some of the concerns. And I have some concerns about oh. Wisconsin heading into 2020, and I'd like you to address them. Okay. The big the biggest one, I think, obviously, Jonathan Taylor, one of the most productive, talented running backs in Wisconsin history. He's gone. He's now a member of the Indianapolis Colts. How are the Badgers going to replace him? And and who do you think is the player that's best equipped to stand in and take over for Jonathan Taylor. Nikki Watson is going to, he's just going to come in and he is going to, he's going to be your starter at the beginning of the season. You're going to see Garrett Groshek continue to just be a change of pace, the hammer, the third down and short yardage back. But, uh, I mean, look, Julius Davis redshirted last year. I think that we could see him be able to step in. I don't know if that'll happen right at the beginning of the season as again, the, the impact of, uh, the coronavirus, the loss of spring practice is really going to, in, in my best guess and my read on this program, that they're going to lean on the experience first. But uh, but I, I, I really think that Julius Davis ends up stepping in there. So between Nikia Watson, uh, Garrett Groshek, Julius Davis, the offensive line's still really good. I mean, Cole Van Lannan's just going to be the next Wisconsin offensive lineman off to go be a high NFL draft pick. And then, like... The, the other piece of 
what are you going to do to replace Jonathan Taylor has to be uh, what Jack Cohn is going to do because he really deserved uh, an apology from all the Wisconsin fans that had gone gaga for Graham Mertz. <laughs> going into the year, everybody had, had bought up all this Graham Mertz stock. And you know what? No, it was the steady hand of Jack Cohn that emerged. And after 18 touchdowns, five interceptions, as I mentioned, like 70% passing. I just think that even – I think that he is step forward, not just as a as a you know passer quarterback, but also just within the framework of this offense is going to really allow them to open things up. So you're not relying so much on Jonathan Taylor. So the short answer is I think Nikia Watson's your new RB one for the Badgers, but I do think that more responsibility for Jack Cohn and more of a running back by committee is how the Badgers end up approaching that. So do you think Cohen's going to hold on to the starting job or do you think you don't think Mertz is going to push him for that spot? I think Cohen holds on to the starting job and I think that we see a big season from Danny Davis as there's plenty of touches and looks out there with both Quintez Cephas and AJ Taylor gone. I I think Danny Davis is a pretty good player and uh, and I think that he could end up proving that in 2020. Very hmm. interesting strategy there, counselor. Because Quintez Cephas is gone. Jonathan Taylor's gone. Two NFL skill players on offense. And instead of shying away from the quarterback position, you're leaning into the quarterback position. Fewer weapons. Uh, but you think that more responsibility is actually going to be a good thing for a guy that looked to me very much like a game manager last year in Jack Cohn. He was a good game manager. I'll grant you that. But... In terms of someone that you can put winning the game on their shoulders, I, I, I'm not sure I'm there yet. I look. I realize that the the he is not going to be your yards per attempt guy, right? Like you're not going to yeah. look up at the end of the game and you're he's not going to be having one of these Big Twelve stat lines where he's averaging like nine or ten yards per attempt. But I go back to like the Michigan State game last year, I think maybe a September of October game, and he ends up going like 18 for 21, and his play down the stretch, converting third downs, helps Wisconsin win that game. His going to win the game does not look like uh, a Heisman Trophy winner Sam Howell's go to win the game. It looks very different. But limiting mistakes, having that kind of like 18 for 21, you're not going to do that every time, but having that kind of efficiency and good decision making, I, I look, I am a believer in Jack Cohn. And I, I think that maybe having to battle gave him confidence that he needed when he was finally on the field. But I think the experience of last year has to put him in a better situation as he goes back for another year start and lead this offense. I will I will prevent pre yeah, present some evidence to support Chip's case, Barton, in that yeah. I agree with you that Jack Cohn is most definitely what we would consider a game manager. But there were 16 Big Ten quarterbacks last year who threw at least 100 passes past the line of scrimmage. None of that behind the LOS stuff. These are downfield passes. <laughs> of those 16, Cohn's on target rate of 79.8%, the best in the Big Ten. So while he doesn't have the big arm, he has shown that he has an accurate arm and he's able to make the throws that he's asked to make. So I don't I I don't I agree with Barton in that I'm not sure relying on Jack Cohn is a good prescription for Wisconsin in twenty twenty, but I do think that he is good enough for what they need to do to get to where they want to be. But Chip, where they want to be is winning the Big Ten West and then getting to a Big Ten championship. Where would you looking at this in two spots? 
What do you think needs to happen for Wisconsin to win the West again? And taking that a step further, what do you think would need to happen for them to not only win the West, but to get past the likely behemoth that is Ohio State in Indianapolis should they get there? They The number one thing that Wisconsin has to do is Wisconsin in in every single one of these games, and, let, and I'll start uh, you know with eyes. I'll put eyes on maybe Minnesota. I'll put eyes on... Uh, even Nebraska, even though both those games, I guess, are uh, in Camp Randall, Wisconsin does not seem to me to be a team that is going to be able to charge back. How about at Purdue? There's another dangerous one. They are not going to be a team that is going to be in a great spot if they're down 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. It's almost a game-by-game thing for me with Wisconsin where even if it's Notre Dame, even if it's Michigan, the best teams on the schedule all the way down to the Purdue's on the schedule, it is going to be about what are the rules of the game that is being played because if Wisconsin plays games on its terms, then I think that its defense and Jack Cohn are good enough to be able to be in a position to win. But I do think that there's a weakness for Wisconsin in that if Wisconsin gets down uh, big early, I I just don't see there being much of a comeback. And and that's probably, if we're going to assume that either Ohio State with Justin Fields or Penn State uh, with Journey Brown and and, uh, another explosive offense, if, if, if we believe that they are going to be groups that can put it up on the scoreboard, then that is the biggest thing for Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins the West, and if Wisconsin is able to get to a Big Ten championship game and even win a Big Ten championship game, all of those things have happened based on, I mean, shout out to Jack Cohn. I didn't even mean this, like game management, controlling the rules of the game. And that kind of, I mean, that's that's as Big Ten as it gets. Versus Indiana, versus App State, at Michigan, at uh, neutral site, Notre Dame, versus Minnesota. Ooh, buddy. That's a heck of a way to start your season, Mr. Patterson. But if you get through that, I will grant you probably got a pretty good team. I, I see uh, five and one in that stretch. All right, well, then going along that, let's, let's really put your feet to the fire while you're on the hot seat. All right. What's, what's Wisconsin's? And you can't change your mind. It is May. The answer you give me now is the one you have to stick with for the next four months. What's Wisconsin's record at the end of 2020? 10-2. and two. Wow. So they're winning the West in your eyes. I think so, yeah. Well, I've got, I have got. I think they. I've got them losing to Iowa, but I don't know if Iowa is going to have the right Big Ten record for that to make a difference, if that makes sense. Like, Iowa might have too yeah. many losses for that head-to-head win – to tip the scales in their favor. So I've, I've got a loss to Notre Dame in Lambeau and I've got a loss to Iowa at the end of the season. I got a, we got to run. I got to clip this, send it off to PJ Fleck for some bulletin board material with that. Mr. Patterson, you are off the hurry up hot seat. Thanks Martin. You want to take us out? Uh, Oh, let's see. Uh, what am I supposed to say here? Uh, the music comes in at the end. I add in the music afterwards. Don't worry. It'll fade in slowly. Just throw out some Twitter accounts. He is. He is Chip Patterson. You can find him at Chip underscore Patterson. He is Tom Fernelli. You can find him at Tom Fernelli. Yeah. Tom Fernelli. I am Martin Simmons. You can find me at Martin Simmons. This has been the Cover 3 Podcast. See you next time. Yes, sir.
Welcome to the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast. Do me a favor and blink, please. Did you blink? That's how fast the Major League Baseball season went in 2020. The postseason is already upon us. Whether it's baseball news, you on NFL, college football, water polo, chess, movies, if there's a story, we'll have it covered every weekday, five days a week. Just subscribe and download on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever else you find your podcasts. No BS, no soft tosses, no hot takes. You know, it's always business. It's nothing personal.